is up, everyone? Welcome to the Old English D8 Detroit Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Casey, as always, joined by Josh. How you doing this week, buddy? We're here. We're doing well. We're in the thick of it. It's full-on summer season over here. It it is July third. This will this will come out on July fourth for us in the good old United of States of America. We are celebrating our independence, and judging by the pops you will probably hear as we start recording and continue to record, we like to light our own fireworks around here. So I don't know if you have some fireworks going on around here. I don't know if you like to light fireworks. Do you have any plans for for a good old July 4th celebration? Uh, It's so funny because I was literally telling my wife earlier, like, we don't have any big plans. We'll probably end up making some sort of hot dogs of some kind tomorrow. I do have to work a little bit tomorrow, unfortunately, but uh, I have never had the urge to light a firework myself for whatever reason. And, and I, I love 4th of July. I love 4th of July. Just never had the urge to blow my own hand off. Yeah. I mean, there are some risks if you're not following the safety measures, but I mean like, okay, like, I mean, I don't know. Blowing stuff up can be fun sometimes, you know, if you're doing it safely and with the right amount of supervision and you're not giving it to your child. I think I think blowing up fireworks can be sometimes fun. You never just like pass by a fireworks shop and been like, you know what? This is the year. This is when we're going to do it. Not ever once been tempted. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I understand. I've literally done it like once or twice my by my own hand. Um, but we used to go to fireworks all the time. I don't oh, know when. I enjoy watching them. To be very clear, I, I enjoy see, watching. It's the it's the setting them myself thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you just don't want to be a part of the potential outcome that could that could happen. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I I think one. It's a weird tradition. I I just think like when you just like I feel like if you look at it from the outside looking in. If you're just a, a bystander from maybe another country or whatever, it's just, it's got to be weird. Like, I, I don't know if other countries do this. I don't know if like, this is like how they celebrate their independence, but just to go off and choose to, yeah, light some explosions in the streets and say, "Hurrah, go America kind of thing is, is a weird, is a weird way to do it. But, you know, people like to have fun, get a couple drinks, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the absolute worst thing that could happen? But um, Tigers are celebrating by having an off day today. So the uh, Tigers did not play today. They finished their um, road trip. They split the series with Texas, and they thank the Lord took the series in Colorado. Looking scary there after after game one, but they put it back together. So um, the Tigers sit at 37 and 46, still four games back of the central somehow some way and at this point now we have survived june josh how are we feeling june is over the charade of injuries that just will not stop that we'll get into in just a moment but let's give a little uh pulse let's give a pulse check how are we feeling post june you know also due to some of the things that we will talk about a little bit later but it really feels like this month could have definitely gone worse somehow. And I know we started off with what 10 straight losses. 
nine. Wait, uh, nine, we, nine we, we didn't losses. reach the yeah, we didn't reach the double digit loss streak, but we came close. Even with that, it really feels like this month could have been worse somehow. So we had some we had some good games, we had some bad games, and all things considered, we're still we're still four games out of the lead in the central and we're we're about to get a little bit better as a baseball team and yeah i we're here we're here we're not as doom and gloom as we were when we started the month that's for sure yeah i don't know if i said it to you or if i said it on air or really if i just said it to myself so you'll have to take my word on it but i did say that if we stay within five games of of the central um after riley went down after erod went down um, I really thought that that, that would be a win. Um, I, I thought that would have meant that we would have had to stay five games below 500 right around there, you know, in that, in that kind of framework. But the central's so bad that us losing nine in a row and then having really a mediocre month as it went forward didn't end up mattering at all because other teams played just as bad. Um, none of them had a nine game losing streak, but a lot of them came close, so they helped us out quite a bit. So I, I definitely thought if we could stay somewhere within those five games, AJ Hinch, Sky Harris, and company, they, they would have felt pretty good with the hand that we were dealt. Um, Texas series, thankfully, like we had called for last week, split that. We won the games that we shouldn't have, and we lost the games that we definitely shouldn't have um there (laughs) the amount of unfortunate things that happened in that texas series cool that we split it glad that the outcomes were with it the way that they were but man matthew boyd will vest reese olsen in the matter of 48 hour periods it was just like may 31st all over again and obviously we can get into it. Matt Boyd's no more. He, he is now elected Tommy John surgery. Um, he threw, what, to two batters in that Texas game, gave up a leadoff home run to Semyon, looked like he had kind of settled in, and then one pitch went to the backstop, winced a little bit, and we knew right from that moment things just didn't look right. And then there were some reports of him, you know, holding his elbow in a weird way. Um no idea what what the case had been. Turns out it was a partial tear of his um, UCL, opted a reconstruction surgery, Tommy John. AJ's forced to do a bullpen game. Looked like we were out of it from uh, batter one because Semyon went deep, but felt like we were out of it for a long time. Then we go to Will Vest, and he has an injury concern, and he has an injury scare. And then, yeah, it all all amounted to a win for the Tigers, but really a, a pretty bad loss to some of those pitchers. Um, we just cannot catch a break, can we? Yeah, that dude, the, the injury bug from from the last two years now just continues. And it's, it seems like we're always cycling through who's on a rehab assignment going to come back, and it's just person after person because we keep injuring people or, or people are getting injured. Um, really sad for, for Boyd really feel bad felt like you know there was some signs of a potential uh a a good second half for him in there it seemed like 
he, he usually had a one or two blow up innings and outing. And if he could get those cleaned up, it could have been a decent year for him, but obviously that's not going to happen. He'll be out for one year plus at this point. Um, guys at his age, unless your name is Justin Verlander, typically don't come back quite the same after Tommy John. So really unfortunate, really unfortunate. We wish him the best. He's, he's a great guy from, for all accounts. And, Hope, Such a great tiger. Him a just, speedy just, recovery. It never worked out for him. You know what I mean? Like he he has been one of those awesome. He's my tiger kind of guys. You know, he, I mean, I'm just using that royally. Like he wasn't actually my tiger, but I could see how someone would make that argument. Like he's just a really good guy. Did a lot of things for the community. Had that awesome charity with his wife. Um, that would help kids out in Africa. And and he just he even kept that going when he moved over to San Francisco and then Seattle. Uh, he truly embodied the whole Motown feel. And it's just, it's so unfortunate that this is the way his Tigers career ends the second time. Um, I think, and this is a little bit of uh, probably going out on a limb, but there was a post-game interview that AJ Hinch um, did. And if you turn up the volume and we, we went through it and you even, you even actually did some, the audio editing on it to, to get it really, really good. But, um, you can hear someone, the post game, uh, in the other room. And of course these rooms are probably pretty close because this is the away, um, clubhouse. So all, all of these, like, you know, Boyd's getting tests. AJ doesn't have his own office or anything, or doesn't have a place where he's going to go do a press conference. So it's probably just right out in the hallway or whatever. And you can hear some pretty major expletives from someone um could be huge speculation that that's Boyd but I don't think it's going out on a limb to say that that he was pretty frustrated with the situation even if that wasn't him um I would imagine that he's heartbroken like he he is absolutely destroyed um like the fan bases uh, you said it you know he, he there were probably signs of him of him making a a real difference in, in the second half. It, it seemed like he always had one bad inning. Um, there was always that blow-up inning that he just couldn't get around. But he settled in to a lot of games, and his ERA was quite inflated because of that one bad inning he always had. But there's still a good pitcher in there. I think um, someone like Boyd, um, he's not a power pitcher. You know, he's not throwing 95. So I, I think he could still come back. It's just problematic because he, he's getting up there in age. Um, and you never like to see post thirties player get Tommy John and then have to have to come back. Even even JV is you know struggling with that year two on back. Um, so it, we'll we'll see. I don't think it'll happen in a Tigers jersey. I think I think now is officially his his time has sailed as a Tiger, which is super sad because it was really cool to see him come back, but. Vest is a little bit more ambiguous. I think he went on the IL with uh, like right uh, leg. Um, I don't know. It was it was some kind of like leg injury. Um, might have even been just soreness or whatever. But it was like a strain. It turned out to be a strain or whatever. So um, we'll we'll see when we see him. Could be the same kind of timeline as like a Badu with that kind of injury. So um, and then next game or what I, it might not have been the next game but it was like the, the second game after that or whatever oh, it was 106 the next game. oh it yeah was the 106 next game. 106 mile an hour comebacker right at Reese Olsen who is dealing the dude the kid just is doing what he does best against one of the best hitting teams in the majors 
someone hits a 106 miles an hour right back at him, hits him really bad place on the leg, like right between the shin and the ankle and a super fleshy part and dude goes down. And we're just like, I, I remember texting you in all caps, not again, not, not again. Like this, this is terrible. And sure enough, they took him out. Thankfully, it seems like he's going to make his, his next start. Um, seems like he's, he's just fine. It, it, he just, he left the game with a contusion. Seemed like we got some good luck there because the seam changes directions a half an inch and that's a broken bone and he, we don't see Reese Olsen again this year. Um, but yeah, the injury bug just, just continues to torment us throughout the entirety of the year. And, and that's why it's, it's so interesting when, you know, like we, we have some injury updates in, in the positive news a little bit later. And it's just, it's so hard to speculate on things like that. Cause it's like, okay, well, who's going to be the next move? Like the, the move for Matt Manning to come back was not supposed to be Boyd going to the 60 day IL. You know what I mean? Like, like that wasn't supposed to be the transaction that is made and we're not going to know what the Scooble transaction is, but it's just, it's so hard to like speculate because it's, it, what's going to be the next thing, you know, like who's going to go down next. And it seems that like these things always shuffle out. Like we have some, we have some interesting roster decisions here coming up in the next week or so. And it's like, well, yeah, we could speculate for a long time, but it also is like, yeah, okay, well, who's just actually going to get hurt? So tune in for that. Look forward to that. Um, the Colorado series was everything we could have hoped. Um, looked pretty rough after Lorenzen had a, had a rough start. Um, in the first game, but then the mashers came out. Um, second game was a little weird, went into extra innings and then McKinstry hit a big three run Homer. And then, and then Tigers went out in the third game and probably had their best offensive game of the year. Um, any specific thoughts on that Colorado series? I mean, game, game three of that Colorado series, the, uh, the good old, uh, Curly Fry promotion would have worked finally. We finally hit three home runs in a game. So that was that was Hey, it's only three runs now. It's only three runs. Yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a positive. Well, you know when that changed too? I think that was like twenty nineteen when that changed. And it was like it was clearly in response to the Tigers are never gonna hit three home runs in a game <laughs> frequently enough to one drive the traffic that Arby's is looking for because it's a two way street, right? Like the Arby's is not gonna do something like that in a deal like that, that they've been doing forever. They're not going to sign a contract like that if they're not going to get traffic too, right? The idea is that they're going to go buy more food than just the small mm-hmm. curly fry. But the fact that they had to change the structure of it, and no, oh, now the Tigers, if they score three runs, it's like, er, is Arby's really hurting or the Tigers really hurting? I think it's both. I think it's both. But. Can't be a positive relationship. But no, no, it was it was really interesting. The, the I saw uh I forget who tweeted it. I know I really should give credit to whoever tweeted it, but somebody was saying that the last time the Tigers played in Colorado was Justin Verlander's last start with the Tigers. As a Tiger, yeah, I remember seeing that tweet. I don't know who which it was is there, wild that we haven't been to Colorado in that long, but uh, it was really cool playing there, and it's so funny because I I've, I assumed we'd get our home run swing in Colorado. I didn't think it would take till the end of the second game for it to happen but yeah it was it was just really gritty I know that first game still looks kind of bad to some people but we overcame quite a bit 
in that in that first game from Lorenzen's bad start. We were down by five, I think, pretty early within the first couple, two, three innings. And we always seem to hit. We always seem to say stay pretty close. I know Andy Abanez had a home run in that game, and you know you can say a lot about this team, but this week I think shows pr- pretty close the Tigers team that was June after the losing streak, after everything that happened with injuries and all of that. I think this week was was the the peak of Detroit Tigers because we split with the Texas Rangers who are arguably the best team in the American league, which I don't think either one of us really could have reasonably thought would actually happen, especially with the injuries that happened to it was the prayer. It was the prayer, but it was, (laughs) it was not looking great there. And then we, we showed up well against a subpar opponent in, in the Colorado series and we come up, decent Lorenzen start away from sweeping that series too so just interesting I I think it's a like I said just kind of shows where this team could be could have been this month Uh, I know we ended up with a pretty poor record in the month of June due to our losing streak but I think we're we're going into July on the front foot and especially because we've got some guys coming back here pretty soon yeah undefeated in July so far and then we'll get into that, but undefeated in July. We can at least on July third hold that hold that close. You mentioned Michael Lorenzen. Here we third go. game. Third game. What like seventh or eighth inning or whatever? We're we're watching a slug fest between the the Tigers and, and the Rockies and wondering if the Tigers are gonna be able to hold on or wondering how they're gonna blow this one. And uh there was a little event happening on the uh, MLB network. Um, the all-star reserves were, were being announced. And th- this was, this was big because we knew that the Tigers weren't going to have any starters, right? We, we knew that no one was going to vote them in, um, by, by player vote and, or rather by a public vote. Um, the only way we were going to get in was by that player vote. Um, and we, we really weren't sure, right? There, there were some names that, um, were circulating and and probably were deserving but came out late in that game during that broadcast our all-star representative that is going to Seattle this year is Michael Lorenzen Josh what happened what what happened I all credit all credit to Michael Lorenzen he has been a player this year he he has been a guy coming over to Detroit really learning about the city really seems like he's he's really enjoyed his stay here and he's done a bunch of interviews and a bunch of specials for Bally Sports and stuff like credit to him he's he's been a nice face of the ball club he hasn't had the greatest year I mean we're talking about a two and six win loss and if you don't care about win losses for pitchers as you probably shouldn't we're talking about four and a half ERA um there's nothing too special. I don't know his war off the top of my head, but it probably is barely positive. Um, there, there were probably more deserving people. So, Josh, why was it Lorenzen? I have yet to get an explanation from from anyone. It's it makes no sense to me. It, and I, I was telling you right off right off the rip. But right, right when we started uh, the, our our call before we started recording, 
this is no ill will towards Michael Lorenzen. He's had his struggles this year, and he's he's had some good outings and some bad outings for the Tigers. There's no ill will towards him. He did not have any control over this. I hope that nobody is giving him any uh, vitriol in this situation because it's not his fault. He didn't do anything in this in this spot. He's just pitching. He just got elected from uh, the players, the league. I don't know who was the catalyst to uh, electing him, but that's that's he's here now. So that's that's the first thing. Second thing. There were some better options, and a lot of people had a lot of issues with him being elected. And it just like, and some people were saying, "Yeah, but the Tigers needed a representative." Well, we had a couple of we had a couple of options on this team that were all star worthy, especially out of the bullpen. Especially right. out of the bullpen, Foley was has the numbers. To be to be a to be an all star just in his, his own right better numbers than some of the relievers that actually made the team. Yeah, I mean, I just look at I you, Kenley Jansen, and and Emmanuel Class A. Yeah, and and I I even think that my dark horse pick, and I would have mentioned it on the pod, but we didn't quite time it out quite right. But uh, Tyler Holton, I mean, he he's our rookie of the year for sure, Tigers rookie of the year, but he was really pushing for a really, really interesting play in the All-Star game. Like, that would have been a really cool pick if, if you're right, the league, uh, I think it's the league now because, I mean, there's that weird player vote, but I think for these fringe these fringe picks, um, it, it's, it's the league just filling it out because they're like, oh, this team needs their representative. Okay, let's throw in this name. Um, it just kind of goes to show that they didn't do their research um, if, if it truly was just, just the league in a, a board of representatives saying, oh, well, we know this name from the Tigers. He's a bigger name on the team. Let's throw him in. Um, Tyler Holden would have been, would have been an awesome pick, but I, I think it comes down to, and we talked about it last year with Soto. Um, Soto was probably a little bit more deserving than, uh, than Lorenzen and his numbers probably mapped out a little bit, but I, I think it comes down to title. Um, you know, Lorenzen is a starter. He's a starting pitcher. Uh, Foley is at best a setup man, right? But Hinch hates his titles. He won't even title Lang as a closing pitcher. So uh, Foley is a setup man, but also a high leverage pitcher out of the bullpen. That that doesn't sell. Um, same thing with Tyler Holton. What, what the heck would you label him? You know, he, he's a long relief sometimes spot starter, sometimes huge swingman catalyst for this team, but those those don't uh, sell well for the All-Star game. I mean, when you think about what the All-Star game is for the MLB, I would say, and I don't watch a lot of other sports this closely, but I would say that this is probably one of the only All-Star games that still gets national recognition. Am I, am I off base on that? Where, like, I think it's still fun to watch. I mean, who's watching the Pro Bowl? Who's watching the NBA All-Star game? Am I am I completely off base on that? As I feel like maybe I'm just in it, but the MLB has has at least somewhat of a nice thing going on with the All-Star game and they don't want someone random showing up in the thing. Am I am I off base? I mean, I, for I think most of the sports and I I don't I'm not tuned in enough to hockey to know about that sport specifically, but for football and basketball 
and even I think baseball a little bit too. It's become a lot more from what I've seen about the the specialty competitions rather than the the actual game. And I think all three of those sports are trying to do something more to make the all-star, whatever they're calling it, uh, more interesting to watch. Because in the NBA, you have the, the all-stars go at it and they're score both teams are scoring over 150 points and it's 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 not that fun to watch and then the nfl you'd have guys go in like 50 percent because nobody wants to get hurt which is understandable but i mean mo- most of those two sports are about you know the, the three-point contest the dunk contest the skills competition in football the home run derby in baseball is a huge draw still um i think they're all pro- honestly pretty similar but i i don't understand i don't understand the even from that point like name recognition you've got you've got a lot of guys that are getting their first all-star selection this year guys that like you probably haven't heard a ton about the the relievers from the Orioles the both of those guys made the all-star team and I mean, unless you're in the AL East, you might not have heard of them. So I don't, I don't even think that the whole name recognition thing even, even gives any precedent to this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I do wonder that for a team like the Tigers, right? Who, who are, let's face it, probably the laughing stock of the rest of the league at the moment. We don't know that. We're, we're not in it. But I, I did bring a point to you the other day, and it was, it was actually kind of hit me across the head pretty hard too where you know we used to look at the Padres as as this team of terrible awful players that would go and disappear right that and we're we're talking like 10 years ago six seven years ago and they there would literally be a player there'd be a transaction like oh we're never going to hear from that guy again going to the Padres like that that's just not not going to happen of course Padres fans probably didn't love that they're in it they they know they're 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 staying with the team but that's how it was from the outside looking in I have to feel like the Tigers are like that for the rest of the league we think the Tigers are good right we think that the that there is a lot of name recognition with this team or or whatever it may be but names like Felix Bautista and Yenner Cano MLB Network's talking about them MLB Network's talking about them, whether whether we know it or not, or whether we're following it or not. Those names have some kind of recognition to to the outsider. Uh, a name like Tyler Holton, or uh, as crazy as it sounds to us, Jason Foley is not is not really pulling any strings here. Um, it would have been really cool. <laughs> it would have been really cool if the whole uh, um, petition to get Veerling and and whatever was happening in in California, wherever that whole charade started um but that that didn't pan out i think if there was gonna be a name that it should have been it it should have been fully but the only explanation i have that it wasn't is again just just that role situation and and beyond that um michael lorenzen's a name and jason foley isn't and it's unfortunate but there were way more deserving people than than Lorenzen, and I'm really glad we didn't spend uh, a 15-minute segment last week riffing about who we thought the loan representative would be, um, because in a situation where um, the Tigers have the only representative we're going to get, 
and it turns out to be Michael Lorenzen, none of us could have guessed that. There were nothing, nothing Lorenzen's done this year was leading us to believe that he was going to be the pick. But um, any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the other thing about this whole Lorenzen situation is a lot of people have brought up the rule, and I think a lot of you will know what I'm referring to, but there's a rule in MLB that's kind of spawned from this whole thing, is that every team is required to have at least one all-star. And a lot of people don't know that, and they're now complaining, well, how come you know guys like Whit Merrifield, Michael Lorenzen made the all-star team, and player X didn't? and a lot of it is because each team needs to have that one player my question to you is and i've heard a lot of debate on this last about 24 hours do you think that rule should continue should the mlb keep the one player per team requirement i'm biased but i'm gonna go ahead and say yes um there, there's no way that a, a tigers player gets on this team if if we don't have that rule. And and I think that having a representative, while it seems like a participation trophy, I have an argument for that in that typically with the way injuries shake out and who can start and who can't start in the reserves. And then also the people who are just named to the roster like a day before or two days before, because Aaron judge can't play. Typically it works itself out. There are usually like one or two really bad cases of snubs, right? We that That's happened and will happen forever. But if the Tigers didn't have a representative for the All-Star game, that's... Are we really celebrating baseball at that point? Like, is that is that what we're doing? We're not coming together as an uh, uh, entire union, right? We're, we're, we're then just segmenting, okay, well, the best team, the Texas Rangers or the Tampa Bay Rays, it's just going to be them, you know, and it's just going to be, or, or, you know, the Diamondbacks, right? Like they're, they're just going to have all their representatives, the whole team there. And, and I, I appreciate the, the diversity that it brings because it can turn you on to a player that you weren't even aware was having a good year. So I, I think it should stay. What, what do you think? With the way that the voting works now, I like that they've let the players and fans have both have some say to it because once the fan vote is over for the starters, the uh, the players and managers in the league take over from there. Um, personally, I think they could get rid of it and they would just be fine because of what you said with uh, the whole injury situation. I mean, it probably would work itself out most of the time, but if you... If you dig into it really deeply, the the whole all-star nods should go to the best players. And if you're reserving, I, you even take last year. I mean, we were, we're a little biased because of Miggy. But last year, did we think we had very many all-star options? And we, we, Miggy did have a really good first half. He had the whole 3,000 thing. But outside of Miggy, I don't think we had another really good baseball player on that team that would have even qualified to deserve to go to the All-Star game, much less would fit in if, you know, say what you want about Gregory Soto, but I don't think he deserved or fit in on that All-Star team. So 
Well, then Lorenzo if definitely that, doesn't fit on this team. I mean, we're not arguing that. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely not arguing that. My point is, who do you think? Who do you think is more deserving, Lorenzen or Soto, in the context of the year? In it, like in the context of last year versus this year. Yeah, like like keeping the player in the time that they were at the Tigers team of 2022 for Soto and the Tigers team of 2023 for Lorenzen, who is a more deserving candidate? It, this is gonna kill me. This is killing me. But it's it's Gregory Soto is is the answer there, and that's purely because there's no other options this year, or there was no other options last year. Excuse me. There there's other better options this year. My point in all of that is just to say, if you take out the players that maybe don't belong, but are only there because they are there's required to be one from every team. You do take away that opportunity for maybe a guy that does deserve it. So that's, that's my only point to it. And we can argue it all day long. It's not going to matter because I'm always going to do what they want to do anyway. Yeah. And then, I mean, if it truly was the player vote that, that got Lorenzen into to the game, good for him. He won over a clubhouse, mm-hmm. you know, like, like he, he seems to have, have won over the clubhouse. So, um, that, that's cool. That's some cool camaraderie. Um, I heard a couple, uh, funny quotes from Lorenzen saying that when AJ asked to talk to him or pulled him aside or whatever, he, he thought he was getting traded, um, <laughs> which is just the state, the state of our organization as a whole. Um, but again, kudos to Lorenzen. I don't think you've necessarily done every, and he, he would even say this too. I don't think this is that crazy to say you, you, he would say that he has not done everything deserving to get onto the all-star team, but he's our representative and I'm glad we have a representative because you're right. If, if the rule wasn't there, we probably wouldn't have a representative period. So good on him. Good on the player vote. And, uh, sorry, Matt Vreeling. Sorry. You, sorry. You didn't <laughs> do it. That would have been pretty cool. As it goes, we have some injury updates, but I'm these are much I'm better. I'm so excited. These are much better, Josh. Josh, who is going to be taking the mound the next Tigers game that we see? My boy Scooby's going to pitch, dude. He's going to pitch in Detroit. How do we think he's going to do? What he's do we, what he's do we got think? a cupcake game. That's, that's, that's. <laughs> see there you go there you go now that's on record now he's gonna get blown out in the second <laughs> inning dude you you said it you flipping jinxed it dude uh do you have any predictions any any stat line i'm not gonna hold you to it but yeah i i think he gets i think he gets through four at at least uh i think he's gonna have some time honing in his his command and getting the arsenal all locked in again after being out of the bigs for close to a year now um so i think his his pitch count will get up there pretty quickly i think he'll be in a lot of three ball counts i think he'll he'll go at least four and he'll end up with uh seven strikeouts i like it i like any walks yeah throw throw a walk in there throw a walk in there okay i just want to see him be healthy i just want to see him be healthy i i i want to see him make it through yeah four five would be amazing um, I'm not sure. There there were reports when Manning came back um, that he was on the governor, um, and it kind of seemed like that in Texas, but he, he struggled uh, towards the end of that ballgame and really just shoddy command in general throughout the entirety of that ballgame. So um, they kind of let him go in the second start. So, um, yeah, like you said, right, like it's a, it's a great kind of softball toss, um, or I should say soft toss, softball, um, 
to to put him in an Oakland game um, and and see if he can get stretched out a bit. Um, Erod is going to have the same situation. He's going to come back the next day, so on Wednesday. Um, and again, really good team to get them acclimated and back to to major leagues. Um, what we've seen from Scooble in in Toledo has been Velo has been great. Um, probably again, like we've mentioned, some some control that he's got to hone in. But seems like the Velo's there and the strikeouts are there. Um, doesn't seem like he gave up any egregious um, you know home runs like his problems was you know two years ago. So look for him to to go out and shove. Erod will be the next day. That'll be that'll be great to see him again. That could have been an injury that would have lingered forever. Um, you want to talk about a deserving All Star pick? I mean, he he would have been hit if he if he didn't go out and go down for a month and he had three or four more good starts, um, and maybe even throwing a bad one there in there too. Because apparently Lorenzen can have seven bad starts and be fine and make the All Star team. Uh, Erod was the pick for for the All Star team, so it'll take, be great to I have think, him back. I think Erod is still the pick over Lorenzen. Yeah, I don't know how that works because I I think once you're already injured, right? I mean, I I know Aaron Judge got picked. Aaron Judge, but that was injured the, for a month. Well, no, 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 I know, but he got picked the public vote though. I'm saying I don't know if the reserve picks get picked if you're injured. I don't know how that works. I, I genuinely don't. But like, let's say Aaron Judge wasn't elected a starter um, by the public. I don't know if the reserves even waste a pick on him. But I'm assuming. Aaron Judge in 2023 has to make the team somehow. You know what I mean? He's had a good enough year to do it. So it, that would have been interesting. But uh, thankfully, they didn't have a decision to make because the public just voted him in. But mm. um, also, good news on the injury front, Badu and our boy Riley, both on rehab assignments. Badu is a little bit ahead of Riley. He started his rehab assignment this past weekend. Um, he started out DHing. Uh, didn't get uh, any hits, I think, in the first game. But actually, I took the time to, to watch the Toledo game tonight um, because both him and Riley were in the lineup. And so um, got a couple of solid knocks tonight. He was actually in um, left field tonight. So that was good to see. And then Riley DH'd for, for Toledo. Um, I'm, oh, dude, I'm so scared of just something going wrong. I like, I, at this point, we, we have a situation where, where Riley's left leg is a problem. And the way he swings so violently, I can understand why it's a stress reaction and a stress fracture. And I mean, obviously, then running in center field can't help it either. The dude just scares me. I just I want to put bubble wrap, bubble wrap around him and and just make sure that he can survive the next ten years because the dude just the, he plays with all of his heart. He puts everything he has out there. There was there was a ground ball, dude. He didn't have a chance. There was no chance that he was going to beat it out. And it was a ground ball. And he like, he flew down the line. I'm like, Riley, stop, stop. Just, just, <laughs> you don't need to do this. Um, he, he didn't get any hits. Um, he, I think he had one hard hit ball. Um, he did, he did strike out. But like, as we said, you know, the, the Toledo numbers don't mean a lot. We're just looking for a strong foundation. He's trying to get his tracking back. I imagine Riley's rehab assignment's gonna be a bit longer than than even we would like, um, but I I would not be surprised if he spends even a couple weeks down there. I I I don't know for sure. I think Badu is a little bit sooner. I think we might see Badu by the end of this week in a, in a Tigers jersey again. Um, 
But with all of this and all these guys coming back, we we have some roster decisions to make. Um, I don't I don't know what the move is for for Scooby because we have a forty man move to make and a twenty six man move to make. Um, and then Erod's a little bit easier. That's just a twenty six man. Same thing with Badu and Riley. But this roster is going to see some churn here in the next half week to, to two weeks. Um, I hope, I hope that names like Mariznik and even Andy Abanez survive a, 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 a time like this of, of, of great turnover. Um, but I don't see a Zach Short surviving. Do you have any? Do you have any uh, idea who they're gonna who they're gonna start picking away at? It's it it is so hard and it's so tough to make a decision or or a prediction because like there's, there's so much going on. It's just there's a lot here. Uh, again, guys like uh, th- there's gonna have to be so- somebody out of the bullpen's gonna have to go. That might be part of the. Part of the churn. I know your pick is chasing. Well, I mean, it's going to be either Shreve or White. Uh, after after probably... Colorado, after the rough outing in Colorado, I'm, I, he had a great, like, I think, I, I want to say halfway through May up until midway through June, he had a great streak, and then he had a couple bad outings. I didn't even mention, too, Baedo, Brisky, and Wingenter. They're, they're also making their way back. And so, I mean, we did more than twenty percent of this roster is is gonna be is gonna be very different here in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I I would say who was the other name that you mentioned from the bullpen? Uh, Brendan White, Chasen Shreve, yeah. uh, Zach Logue. I know he had a really good outing. Yeah, there's uh, no way he's in Colorado, but yeah, I mean, it is. When you have names is. like, well, I mean, it's not meaning much to us in 2023, but a name like Brisky. Um and Fiedo, right? Like I, I think Brisky can really help this team out of the bullpen. Apparently his velo is ticked up quite a bit. Um, I know we probably cursed um someone by saying this earlier, but he could be a Funkhauser. Could be a Funkhauser situation where he he comes back, <laughs> he comes back, Brisky comes back and gets a couple notches in the bullpen in his velo and and starts shoving. But yeah, dude. I'm so excited to have all these players back, but I've kind of gotten used to the whole grudge match, kind of down in the doldrums tigers. You know, they're just they're they're scrappy, they're scrappy, and like Jake Marisnik, dude. I don't know what your thoughts on Jake Marisnik are. He's done everything he's needed to to stay on this team. Yeah, he he came in for for this team and did everything they asked him to do. They they were not expecting him to carry the team offensively. They needed a defensive outfielder that could maybe get on base a little bit, steal a bag, be a be a pinch runner, and come in late in games and be the defense in the outfield. He did everything. He did everything they asked of him. Capped it off with a grand slam yesterday in Colorado. It's gonna. Here's the thing, dude. It's gonna be really sad, but he. If we bring up an outfielder, which we've got two that are trying to come up, he's going to be one of the one of the choices. It makes it a little bit interesting in that situation because McKinstry can now go back to playing the infield more. But it's uh, well, it, same thing technically with the Andy too. I mean, okay, who who would you rather have stay, Marisnik or Abanez? In the context of bringing up. Riley, Riley and 
Riley, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, I, I would have to pick, uh, Ibanez to stay. Yeah. yeah I think, I think you're right. Yeah. But he's been good too, dude. Like I mean, he just keeps on hitting. I mean, he Ibanez, had that really bad. There's no way start, they but. can, they can send down Ibanez. He's just been hitting too batting well. third on a regular basis. He's batting third for the team, and we're actually winning baseball games with him batting third. I mean, like it's not anything to to write home about to be batting third of the 2023 Detroit Tigers, but we're winning baseball games with him there, and he's doing things, and he's getting extra base hits. He, I mean, his month of June was crazy. I know he started out super hot, and then he got to be probably one of the worst hitters on this team for for a stretch there, and then now it's just like automatic. So, I don't know. He, he, I think there was uh, some conjecture about him going back to like his old or like talking to like his old high school coach or college coach or something, and it was it was a whole conversation about that. But um, seems like whatever they talked about has been working. <laughs> so, over. yeah, dude, yeah. Nevin Nevin's gonna go down. I think Zach Short does should have never been up. This is true. Uh, and to be honest with you, that could be part of the reason why uh they didn't they didn't bring up Malloy to be honest with you is because they knew that they had another home run tonight hit another home run tonight yeah but who are you gonna like there's not really a spot for him unless we start talking about scope unless we start talking about scope then next question yeah it's gonna be short it's gonna be Nevin it's probably gonna be Marisnik uh they can't start thinking about Colt Keith or Malloy or any other position player coming up prospect wise until you start talking about Jonathan scope and whether he has a spot on this team, you know, Maton was the first part of that conversation on tough decisions. You have to make scope's going to be the second one. I know he's done some great things. Uh, He's looked really bad defensively this year and hitting wise. He's just not produced. He's, he's hit the ball hard quite a bit, but he's just not produced. So that's a decision they're going to have to make here pretty soon. He's tough to defend. I'll give it to you. I don't think he's as bad defensively as you're making out to be. I think I think he's had a fine year. Not last year. I mean, like last year was crazy. Um, but he, he's moved around the infield a little bit more. He had one really bad error the other day, and I think that's what you're remembering. Um, maybe some recency bias in there. I don't know. <laughs> not He's not played well enough defensively to keep him on this team. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not gonna make a whole straw man argument about it. Um, I I still think there is a, the very least a major league average bat in there. Um, if you if you want to talk about um, streakiness, that's fine. Uh, we do have Spencer Torkelson on our team too, who is streaking in the right direction right now, and and actually in the direction that I really want to see in the home runs. I honestly could care less about his average. Uh, I don't want him batting 125, but right. home runs are there right now. Home runs are there right now, and he's leading the team, and things are looking good for Spencer Torkelson. But we want to talk about streaky Spencer Torkelson. The whole team is streaky. Would but, you rather have Scope in the majors or Malloy right now? Oh, the answer is Malloy. Mm-hmm. I'm not even, yeah, no, the answer is Malloy. And, and, and if I'm wrong about that, I will be the first to tell you if Malloy has like, you know, struggles when he first comes up or whatever, but Malloy and Keith, who are both again, going to Seattle, um, part of the futures game, they passed the eye test, dude. Like I, I, I finally got to watch them in like a full game tonight. And I mean, Cole Keith had a 
crazy double and the dude the dude was surprised about the pitch and he still drove it out to center field over the center fielder's head i don't know if a major league center fielder makes the mistakes that this this triple a center fielder made but i digress they passed the eye test dude and when you have uh what would we say colt keith was uh, third round fifth round what do you round. say fifth round fifth round fifth round pick and then and then you get this prospect from the braves you know, any kind of a fringe deal for Joe Jimenez and you're able to get this kind of guy for him. I mean, like the kids are coming, the kids are coming and I'm very excited for it. Um, but in, in the, in the very short term, Riley Green and Badu are coming back too. So with that being said, we survived June. We survived June. We made it past. We have a lot of reinforcements coming in. July and really the rest of the season looking kind of easy Josh looking kind of easy do we get excited about the Tigers second half yes with the caveat of the ever looming elephant in the room can they stay healthy if this team can stay even minorly healthy the rest of the way I think we have a chance to at least push the the top of the central whoever the flavor of the month team who's leading the central is that's 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 my opinion and it just comes down to the fact that we don't have a a crazy difficult schedule that doesn't mean we're not going to play good teams the second half it just means we're going to play more eh, teams than good teams yeah it's definitely not june um we have a homestand against oakland and toronto leading into the all-star break and then we go on the road out west, ironically, and then come back. But we going out west to Seattle, and then we go to Kansas City, and then homestand against San Diego, and makeup game against San Francisco from earlier in the year. And then we play the Angels at home as well, and then we finish off the month in Miami. Those are gettable teams. I mean, record-wise, right, some of those teams are above 500, but none of them are the Texas Rangers. None of them are the Blue Jays, or the, sorry, the Rays. None of them are the Diamondbacks. And and this is where, if we're going to make, like you said, a push at this division, this is the month where we've got to have, at the very least, a winning record, but I would like to see us like five games above 500 this month. That would be, that'd be us in the conversation, even pushing like first place. And like you said, we got to stay healthy, unfortunately, this seems to just always come around. I mean, we just lost a pitcher to Tommy John surgery. And then there's that whole other conversation of, and, re- and really wrench in the whole conversation, the trade deadline. What the heck do we do for that? You know, like, I mean, if we're, if we're, God forbid, four games back, but then if we have a good month, two games back or one game back, like, what is Scott Harris and, and AJ Hinch and, and, and company, what do, what do they think? What do they, what do they do? Do they play for the long term? I get the sense that, I mean, uh, this isn't, this isn't groundbreaking at all, but Scott Harris is very much a thinking man, right? And, and I think he's trying to do, uh, as much as we probably hate it, um, a, a kind of raise situation, or, you know, uh, 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 buy and sell at the same time kind of situation where he's going to find good trades. That, that's what he's going to do to bolster his organization, whether that means his, his major league team 
or his minor league affiliates. If there's a good trade to be made, Scott Harris will do it. And that can come off to a team that, an organization that's really, we haven't tried that before and we haven't, like, we haven't come to that conclusion where we can try and do both. We're going to see some names fly off the table that we're like, whoa, we didn't see that coming. We didn't expect that. And then we also have, like, the looming contract situations with Javi and Erod. It's going to be a weird month. It's going to be a weird month. But I think if we're in a situation uh, come late July where we're two games out, I'd be excited to be Scott Harris. I'd be pretty excited to be Scott Harris. Just don't, don't ruin, don't, just don't trade Colt Keith. Don't do it. <laughs> just, oh my God, could you imagine? Could you imagine the, just the vitriol that would come his way if he did that? Imagine if we go all in though. Who, who, who are we going to go all in for? I mean, like the Mets might sell, but like they, I want a bat. You know, like Otani is, it's going to be a lot of conjecture and the angels say they're not going to trade him and he might get close to getting traded. I, I do hold. Is he, is Otani going to hold up the trade market too at the deadline? I hope not. I hope not because trade deadline's fun. Like it's just, it's a fun time. Like I, I love like rapidly checking Twitter and, and although Elon is doing his best to make us. <laughs> Not be able I to wondered check if that was going to make oh. it into the pod this week. I do. There's no way it wasn't going to. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. The weekend was just, oh, yeah, man. It was tough. I mean, that's what happened last year, though, with Soto and the Soto trade. Like It seemed like it kind of held up all progress with mm-hmm. with trades and things. So it'll we'll see. It. I am excited, and I think the fact that we're getting guys back is making this all a thousand percent more palatable because if you told me we were 10 games under 500 at the all-star break or close to the all-star break, I probably wouldn't be that upset about it this off season, but seeing how we've played it through stretches this year makes you, makes you wonder what could have been, but should be a fun July. I think we've got a chance to get within about, I mean, seven, six, seven games under 500 by the end of by the end of the first half here so i am ready so aj hinge isn't i'll tell you that um just kidding he is he's he's doing (laughs) he dude i don't know what he'd do if he had a 500 detroit tigers ball club he he would be he'd be sitting very very happy um before the all-star break the single most important thing that scott harris is going to do this year, period. He's going to draft a baseball player in the first round. First three and picks. We're, that's what I was just about to say. We are the third overall pick. Am I overstating that? Am, am I am I crazy to think that this is more climactic than any trade deadline deal that could or could not be made for this team this year? I don't know if the player specifically is going to be maybe that big. Because, I mean, all things be told, Scott Harris could do some pretty wild things at the deadline. We, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, all, all things be told, we could have a pretty crazy deadline. But I it think... strike me like that. Like, I just doesn't... Like, I just... I don't, I don't believe it until I see it. You know? Like, I just, right. I just don't... But also, but this is how I think he's gonna like this. This is where I think he's gonna make his mark. You know, like when he interviews for you know in front of Chris Illich for the Tigers' job. You know, what's appealing to a 
businessman who really just wants to make money off of his asset to not have to spend a bunch of money on his asset and then make more money. And, and as much as we hate it, that's the raise idea, right? That, but, but it all comes from the draft and we now get our first chance to see what Scott Harris and company do and what their, what their strategy is. And your guess is as good as mine. Because I know I have picks, and I, I know that you have picks who, who you want, but Sky Harris has some picks too. And I think this is where he's going to get kind of wild, but I don't know. I, it's, it's definitely going to be a whatever happens. It's going to be an indicator of the direction he wants to take, the, the at least the minor league system and what he wants to push for. I think it's going to be super exciting, whatever the case I don't, it's so weird. We were talking about it a little bit before we got on. I don't have this exis, this as bad of an existential dread like that we did last year. Last year, I just, something, it, we just had this feeling, I think we both did, of just like, this is going to go very poorly. And all things we told, I don't think Chase Young is a, poor pick at 12 which is where they ended up going but it just it just always feels like there's something with this team yeah I think I think that's tougher right because when you don't have like let's say a top third pick right um it is just pretty much how the marbles fall right it it was more depressing in 2021 when we had our pick we had our guy and Avila and company went a complete different direction and went with a high school pitcher um, in Jackson Job, which he could turn out to be amazing, right? But he's already been injured. He's he's already working his way back from an ailing injury. And so we're scarred by these pitchers that we decided to take in 2021. And really, Casey Mize hasn't panned out either. I mean, he, he's my guy. Like, I, 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 it is so hard for me to say that, but when we picked him 1-1, there was no other pick, Right. It was Casey Mice. That that was the guy. And college pitcher still hasn't panned out. It's been years, and, and it still has not worked out for Casey Mice. He's now had Tommy John surgery. We hope and we pray he's going to come back and be an impact player. Still think that's in him. His career's super young. He's still a young guy, right? You need a bat, Scott. We, we need a bat, but unfortunately... Maybe fortunately in us for this case because we're picking third. But there's a guy for LSU who has done nothing but shove all year in Paul Skeens. And we actually got a chance to to watch a little bit of Skeens um, during the World Baseball, or the World Baseball Classic, uh, the um, College World Series. And LSU and Florida were the finals. And so I think Skeens pitched the first game um, of that series. And there's no denying. There's no denying that he is a 1-1 potential. I I am right there with you. If the Tigers had the 1-1 pick, I wouldn't want to pick him. I'm just, that's how scarred I am. Would would you pick him if the Tigers had 1-1 pick? I definitely definitely not. I think there's fortunately in this draft I think there is enough uh top-end talent going to be available in the first 5 picks or so where it's not going to be this massive amount of pressure to go with one guy over another. 
I don't think Skeens is far and away the best player in the draft. He's probably, well, I, I think I know he's the most recognizable name in this, in this class. Uh, the thing about it is, and I was doing some research on Skeens, uh, a lot of scouts don't like his fastball long-term. Hmm. Interesting. He throws, it's 100 miles an hour. He throws 100, but the thing about it is it's straight. It has yeah, almost there's no, there's no, no horizontal like, vertical diagonal movement to it. It is very straight. It has a very, very high spin rate, which is something hmm. that you don't want for a fast or a very low spin rate, which is what okay, you want I was gonna say, okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you, yeah. No, you're good. Flip that yeah. in my head. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very low spin rate, which means that it doesn't have that late action to it, that late life where it's mm-hmm. going to, you know, break a bat instead of find a barrel. And so, a lot of scouts, a lot of analytics, a lot of a lot of people think that that fastball isn't going to play once he gets to the AAA uh, MLB level. That guys are just going to hone in on it because they know exactly where it's going to go directly out of his hand. So that's something to keep an eye on. I don't yeah. that that just plays into the. I don't think it's it's a. I, here's the thing, if he's available at three, I really hope we don't take him. I hope that there's some other yeah. options available best case scenario is the nationals take him at two because i do think dylan cruz is going to end up going one one yeah yeah and you segued perfectly into it there's another lsu guy um which they could make history they could make history and be the first two one two picks from the same team going in the draft and yeah dylan cruz lsu dude looks legit i mean the 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 guy smashes he uh, they did a breakdown in LMB tonight, um, in LMB Network. He's got a lot of lower body and lower half movement that that might not play entirely well um, at the major league level. But the dude's hands are so fast, and the bat speed and the lag that he creates. I mean, the dude could probably try to to hit major league pitching right now, and and I'd be interested to see what he does against it. He recognizes pitches right out of the hand. And his eyes and his hands are, are his best thing. He's an outfielder, too. Um, he, he's a center fielder right now. He started, actually, uh, in one of the corners. And then they had a—I think they lost uh, their center fielder, LSU did, um, either to a draft or or uh, just you know, growing up. Um, he was a senior. And he switched over to center field. Um, and he's been pretty good, actually, higher— higher touted than most scouts thought he was going to be out in center field, but he'll probably settle into one of those corner outfielders. And, that, and that's what we need. I mean, we, we would, we could use a corner outfielder. It's tough, right? Because if, I mean, he's a college bat, right? So it took torque three years to get to the majors. You factor in what's this Tigers going to team going to look like at three years. But if Dylan Cruz is available at three, dude, whoo, I would be, I'd be absolutely ecstatic. What about you? Yeah, I mean, the kid looks great. He's not not only does he hit for for average and for power, but he's he's got that on base percentage. He walked more than he struck out this past year, which for a college bat is, is pretty impressive. Uh, that's a yeah, dude. Listen to the slash line: four twenty six, five sixty seven, seven thirteen. That's, that's insane. That's that, and that's Division One. 
That's Division One. I mean, it's not. These are not schlops. You know, what I mean, I know it's college. I know they go. Oh, they got metal bats. Oh, we have Paul Skeens throwing a hundred. I know he's like far and away the best pitcher in 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 the draft. But these aren't these aren't necessarily bad pitchers. We're talking about D one opponents, and the dude mashes. I I don't see a way that he. I I think most. Um, most mock drafts, even though they have Paul Skeens still number one prospect or whatever, I still think they have the Pirates taking taking Cruz. I I I I don't see a world where they they don't do that unless they want to do some crazy things that they did like last year, where they want to do some salary pool situation and they took Henry Davis one one and so they could save some money for later in the draft. But I I just don't think that this is this kind of draft. It's so deep and the top level talent is so good that. You have to capitalize on on Cruz. So we figure Skeens and Cruz are going to be gone. Who do we think? I'll shoot it over to you first. Is going to be the Tigers' third overall pick in the twenty twenty three draft. So there's a couple different scenarios. If Skeens and Cruz are gone, I really hope the pick is Wyatt Langford out of Florida, another outfield bat from college. Uh, he has above average speed, but his main tool is his power. He had for a ton of power. He's <laughs> he, he he was very hot late in the year. He has the uh, college baseball World Series stadium's longest two home runs in its history, and he had both of them this this year at the tournament. Uh, so that should tell you a little bit about the power that he has. Uh, the line I found for him, he has he hit three fifty with a four eighty four on base percentage and a seven twenty slug. So kick and mash. Kick and hit. Uh, again, more walks than strikeouts for him this year. Uh, has great plate approach. Scott's really like that. So I, I really hope that we could pick him um, if if uh, Cruz and Skeens are both gone. Uh, if, for whatever reason, uh, it goes Cruz-Langford to Langford-Cruz very early on, the, the two outfield bats, I really, really would be interested to see what they do. I think they might go this Kyle Teal kid. He's a catcher. I forget who who he played for. Hold on. I have it right here. Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Yeah, catcher out of Virginia. Uh, Great bat. Uh, He had a 366 batting average this year. Uh, He had the lowest strikeout rate of any Division I catcher. And he he has a really good arm and... Scouts say that he will develop into an elite pitch framer, and we all know that that's where where baseball is at right now. Who knows in the future how that's going to work with so Robo? Will that matter? Will that matter down the line? <laughs> it's a very interesting discussion. We can get into that another day, but I, I'd be interested because the system is a little bit short on catching right now with with yep, Rogers up now. I mean, Dingler is about all we have to speak of in the, in the Harris's Harris's first move. He wanted to get a catcher. And that Veerling and Maton trade, a lot of people forget about Donnie Sands. And Harris was super excited about Donnie Sands. He doesn't necessarily show all the numbers and, and hitting-wise down in the minors, um, but Harris was super excited about getting him in that in that trade as well. So Harris knows that that the catching position is pretty bleak in this organization as a whole. We have Dylan Dingler, and then it always seems like we're signing some over 30-year-old to be our fourth fringe worst case scenario catcher and so yeah i think i think kyle teal is a, is a really good pick um for me wyatt langford's obviously the guy I, I i saw what i wanted to see out of him in florida 
in the College World Series, and I even watched a couple games um, that were not the final series. And everything about his swing plays. Um, it, it, he he is a throwback kind of kind of hitter, where he he is he is looking way more for the home run ball, and and will take his hit when he has it, but. When you have the on-base percentage that he does, you're immediately going to peak Harris's interest. And I don't see a world where Skeens gets past the first two picks. Um, not saying because I want him, but saying that probably because Langford and Cruz were the ones to go, one and two. If you miss out on Langford, the only other possible throw in for that is exactly who you mentioned, Kyle Teal. He's the next college hitter that we'd be ex- excited about. But there are some guys that are hanging out in high school that are pretty exciting. Let me introduce you to one Walker Jenkins. If you want the closest thing to what Riley Green is and and was for the Tigers, this is it. Um, and we, we know what Riley is, right? We, we, we are very excited about Riley's potential. It just takes a long time. Now the hitter profile is a little bit different. It's a little bit different for, for Walker Jenkins. He's way more of a power guy. He's way bigger. Um, and, and he, he mashes, right? But it's high school. That's, that's the fear. And, and when you have a high school bat, I mean, it took Riley, was it like five years, five or six years to, to, to really get I mean we drafted when he was 18 you know and and I mean the problem of course that a lot of people forget with with the um high school bats is they've committed to somewhere already they they have most likely already committed to play college ball somewhere and you have to pry them away you have to find a a number and probably spend a lot of money on them to to not go to college and we've seen it work out we most recently obviously Riley Green and Colt Keith um, I'm super curious to see if, even if Langford's available, getting someone like Walker Jenkins or a Max Clark, who Harris is like super invested in, he just falls in love with his guy. Cause that would be a statement that would be the, the, the top five are pretty well cemented. Um, the, it throws in a wrench because there's these high school kids and, if Harris is not scared of the high school, there's arguments to be made that Walker might be a better pick for the Tigers um, and and really the kind of hitter profile we're looking for. Have you done any research on Walker? I really wasn't able to find a whole ton about him. Obviously, the, the main stuff, just the power bat. He's a bigger kid. Uh, I would just be scared. And the thing about it is, is I don't... I would more... I, w- I would be more interested to see if Harris goes with a power bat uh, when you come to a high school guy or a guy with good plate approach because that seems to be what uh, Harris likes to go for, the the profile of a guy that you know can have a good at bat, that can take a walk if he needs to, that can you know control the strike zone as we drone on about podcast after podcast. Uh, I just don't know if that's Walker Jenkins, not because I don't think he's that, just because I don't know because I haven't haven't done a whole ton of research on him. But interesting prospect, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think we can go wrong, really, with uh, unless it's Paul Skeens, which, again, I, I, I do think that's super interesting insight on his fastball. I mean, it's, it's the only reason Verliner's still been able to 
throw a baseball as consistently and as well with fooling as many major league hitters as he has is because of the ride on his fastball. That's that's the only reason he's still able to be a major league pitcher. And hearing that that Skeens' fastball has very low spin rate, that's concerning. And that's something that, that Harris will know. He he will know that. So that that even honestly cements the fact that I, I don't think even if Skeens is available, I don't think the Tigers go with him. And that that makes me feel super good. I, I think Harris knows what this team needs, what this organization needs, and it just kind of comes down to who he wants out of some really, really, really talented top five prospects um, that you really can't go wrong with. But like we found out with Torque, it's going to be some growing pains. It's going to be some, even if you pick the best college bat you can, which we all agree that Torque was the best college bat we can, it's just not like the NBA. It's not like the NFL. These guys, it's extremely hard to hit major league pitching and it's so easy to look at these kids look at what they've done in (laughs) their respective divisions and say yep that's the guy but credit to the scouts and the projections and really whatever number crunching that the Tigers organization is doing right now because there are models that they're building that have to predict the guy's next 20 years of his life and that's that's big that's that's big and and that's why I think that this is honestly way bigger than any trade deadline that we could have because it's it's Harris's chance to make his mark on this team and this organization and good GMs president of baseball operations they build from the bottom up and and I think we're going to realize that very quickly that this turnaround's not going to be as quick as we want it to be. I think it'll be quicker than than anything Avila was doing. But it's going to start with this draft and and whoever he ends up going with will be someone that Harris is confident in the next 20 years. And we hope it works out. Please, Wyatt Langford. Skeens, just get picked one or two, please. That's all. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. <laughs> We got some baseball to play. Scooby's got some baseball to play, Josh. We, as I said, play three against Oakland. We're back home. A um, little 4th of July action, and then we play Toronto. Um, a little worried about that Toronto series. Not going to lie. The Blue Jays aren't necessarily the greatest team ever. Um, they're they're not doing well in, <laughs> in the East, but that division's insane anyways. Um, but Oakland doesn't scare me. We should sweep Oakland. If we don't sweep Oakland, things have gone wrong. And, of course, we're probably going to lose one game. It's probably going to be, uh, I don't want to say it's Scooby's game. I don't know. But Put a lot of bad juju uh, on, on, on old Scooby here. Let's, no, well, because I'm setting well, both my expectations of us have. low. Both of us have. I'm, I'm saying we it's, as a podcast. We're, yeah, we're, we're setting expectations low. There's not bad juju. I think I think your stat line is completely fair. Again, like I, I just want to see him healthy. I just want to see a healthy pitcher come out of it. I don't want to see any wincing. I don't want to see. I. I. I'm. I would love to just be a fly on the wall to watch you see him throw his first pitch. I think there might be a tear shed. Am I. Am I wrong about that? I will have to take a moment. That is. That is for sure. It's. <laughs> you mentioned that you were thinking about taking the day off of work. Did you? Did you decide to do that? Uh, n- not after real. I. For some reason, I thought the game was at one. It is definitely at mm, at yeah. seven almost. Uh, it's a, it's a nice no, and I, it's going to be a little bit different just because. 
to be honest with you, I've, I've seen him bitch this year. I've seen him live and in live and in person this year already. So that's a good point. That's a good point. But no, in, in a Tigers jersey at home, it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see this week, first of all, how we play. I think the Toronto series is going to be super interesting because last time we played both Toronto and any team in the AL East, this was a very different Detroit Tigers team. Uh, for some better and for some worse. I mean, the last time we played the AL East, we were getting pretty much manhandled by them. Uh, but now, uh, this team's been through quite a bit, and we're getting some pieces back. We're going to get closer to full strength, I think, by the end of that Toronto series. Uh, the second thing that I'm looking forward to this week, it's going to be interesting to see how Hinch handles the rotation going forward. We're getting a lot of pieces back. It's going to depend on who gets called up, sent down, and all of that. But it'd be really interesting to see what he does over the All-Star break, how he structures the rotation going into the second half. Hopefully he can get these guys coming off the aisle a little bit of extra rest somehow through this. I think that would be the safest way to approach it. Yeah. The Toronto Blue Jays are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and they're sitting at 45-40. and 40. So 11 games back in, in the East. But obviously, on paper, a better baseball team than the Detroit Tigers. But we just played one of the best teams in baseball in the Texas Rangers, and we split that series. So I would like us to, to take that series. And like you said, right, we have, we have some interesting decisions to be made with the, with the roster and possibly close to full strength and hopefully those guys can come back and and really help us win that series real quick got any things you'd like to see for the all-star break you got any uh home run derby picks or uh team picks for for the good old all-star game you gonna be tuning in always do always do it's a tradition i used to have with my grandpa uh he has he has since passed but it is a tradition a tradition that i keep every year um, home run derby. Jeez, oh, the feels. I didn't even bring up <laughs> Sorry. The feels. Oh man, it's a, it, it's a happy thing. There. It's a it's a ha- it's a happy <laughs> thing. It's not a not a somber type of comment. Um, no, home run derby. Uh, I think it's super interesting. I like the the one v one aspect that they do to it. Now I think it's pretty cool. Uh, maybe poor Brendan Inge would have had a chance back way back in the day. Now that is a heartbreaker. Oh, man. <laughs> um, give me. Oh, uh, man. Who do I who do I want there? Uh did Vladdy is Vladdy doing it? No, Vladdy's not doing it, is he? No, I don't think so. It's tough because they don't have the whole roster ma- made out, but I think Mookie, Rosarena, uh who Julio Rodriguez, um oh, are a couple dude. other names that do it. Give me Randy. Give me Randy. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I want to see J Rod do it. It'd be uh, cool for him to do craziness. it at home. That's also true. I didn't even think about that. Good point. Yeah, that's a I want J Rod. That just solidifies it. Yeah, that that is definitely who I want to see. Uh, home run derby is so cool now. The it's it's it is the event of the All Star break. Um, it used to be a complete fleece show, but now now with that one v one, they got a counter. They they have a timer, and it's a bracket system. It's so cool. It's it's the best. And then the All Star games just kind of like dessert but not the best kind of dessert and it doesn't matter anymore so why are we playing i don't know but cool whatever here's a question i've been waiting i've been sitting on this <laughs> does michael lorenzen make it into the ball game uh he pitched friday do we have uh starters 
for this. He will probably be pitching in the Toronto series. Then no. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so either. I don't, I, even if he wasn't pitching in the Toronto series, I don't, I don't think that he, he might be the final starter in the in the A series. I can, I can go ahead and look. I know we have Erod, and then we have uh, yeah. uh, we have Scooby, yeah, then Erod against then, Oakland. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So it's Thursday. So there's a chance. There's a chance you could see him technically by days of rest, but. Uh, We'll see if AJ even uh, even lets allows that lets to happen. Dusty, Dusty throw him. I mean, just by pure like, I don't know if I deserve to be here. I don't know if he'll want to be in the game, but who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll want to enjoy the experience while he's there. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a better experience than the last time we saw a Tigers pitcher pitch at the All Star game. Fill me in. Who who was it? I'm, I'm just for sake of. I, believe soto got shelled. did soto get him I, yeah okay I, I i thought soto got him but i was like oh, i don't really know i don't really remember it lorenzen will probably not see the light of day he'll probably not see the light of day. but i do think overall i'm just gonna take a quick glance at the roster make sure i'm not saying anything crazy egregious um doo, 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 doo. hold on yeah dude the nl is insane the the nl that team is crazy. I mean, they just they just put the Braves on the All Star team. That's all they did. Yeah, and and they're good. <laughs> the Braves hit sixty one home runs in June. Sixty one. We thought we were excited when we hit almost thirty. They hit sixty one. I mean, we still are, but <laughs> yeah, I know. for the Tigers, yeah, that's just, a lot. Insane. I mean, they pretty much took the Rangers and put them in an All Star team too. I mean, the the, the Rangers or sorry. <laughs> The AL All-Star starters, they're a good bunch of guys. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, any any <laughs> any lineup that's got Shohei Otani in possibly batting ninth, if you if you look at it, um be just fine. We'll be we'll be just okay. But uh that that NL team is crazy, dude. There there's some big names on there. And and shout out to JD. Shout out to JD. <laughs> Yeah, for that making that awesome. team too. That's really cool. That's really cool to see him. So I'm going to say the NL is going to take it as much as I hate to say it because I hate seeing our, the wrong league win. Um, but I'm going to say the NL is going to take it by four runs. Four, four runs. Four runs. Just four. Mm-hmm. Just four. Mm-hmm. Josh, where can the kids find us? We are on all of your social medias at the Old English D pod. All of the links to our social medias will be in the description. Uh, feel free to give us a follow, give us a subscription, whatever the means of, of continuing to keep updated with us, go ahead and do that. So you can know when there are updates on the pod, when we're going to put out a little video, something like that, we'd really appreciate it. And if you have a tiger's friend, a friend that loves the tigers, that doesn't listen to us already, please let them know about the podcast. We'd love to have new people listen. We love it. We love it. We love it. We do love it, indeed. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the 4th of July holiday. Josh, enjoy your 4th of July. Uh, you, I think you're working, right? You're, you're working? You decided that? Got a little bit of work to do, yeah. A little bit of work to do, okay. But I hope you have a wonderful day. And as always, guys, go Tigers. <laughs>